Welcome to the Coaching Connection Podcast, brought to you by the Gateway Training Center, the home for all of your life coach training needs. I am Katie Rushton, educator and your trusted friend in the coaching world. I am here to share with you best practices, coaching examples, and tools to help you on your professional coaching journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Coaching Connection Podcast. I'm Katie Rushton, your coach educator, and on today's episode, we are going to follow up with Fred and see how he has remained accountable to his goals and what he has achieved. And I was thinking about this, Fred, over the week about how we have hundreds of listeners. So not only are you accountable to you, (laughs) to me, but you're also accountable to the audience. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, wow. I hadn't thought of it like that. That's certainly no pressure. Mm -hmm. Speaking of listeners and followers, we wanted to say thank you for the support that we have had so far as we develop and grow this podcast. To help us further and to reach more people, you can help us right now by leaving a five-star review and a comment about what you love, about what we teach, what we are demonstrating, and the coaching concepts that you are learning more about as you listen to our podcast, we want to reach millions. <laughs> we want to help the world in terms of learning coaching skills that are going to help them be effective and efficient as they help other people. So thank you for the support so far, and please leave us a review to help us even more. Now we are going to move forward with our coaching section of this episode, and this is the second coaching session that I will be having with Fred. And so if you are just joining us, please go back to the last episode where you'll be able to hear our first session. So today I'm going to build upon that and start with a debrief of what Fred has achieved. And then we will build from there. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Hi, Fred. It's great to see you today. Hi, Katie. Glad to be back. (laughs) What's the most significant thing that's happened since we last met? Uh, Let me think a second. I would say the most significant thing is that, as we discussed last week, I was able to take that time to work on my podcast. I was not able to quite get it fully done, but I would say that that is still the most significant thing because I did have that successful time to focus solely on my podcast. To recap then, your action step and goal was to dedicate that time where you would work on your podcast and your podcast alone. And you're sharing with me today that even though you didn't get as far as you wanted to, you were able to honor that commitment that you made. Yes, absolutely. And how does that help increase your confidence moving forward? I would say that it has increased my confidence because knowing that I was able to follow through on that commitment and take that time to do what I wanted to, I can do it again and be able to get it done. Last week, you came up with something pretty unique, and that was the three P's, plan, prepare, and produce. You've mentioned that you did get to work on your podcast, and that is the produce part. How did the prepare part go to allow you to have that time? I would say that it went pretty well. 
I was able to be in a place with other projects I had going on that I didn't feel like I was rushed at all to try and get through what I was working on with the podcast. And I just feel like it was successful overall. Moving forward, how do you want to keep that concept within your approach? I would say that I'd like to use it every week. Keep that same structure to be able to work every week on my podcast because this is going to be a weekly podcast. The second commitment you made was to complete the life purpose activity that I shared with you. What steps were you able to take to complete that? I was able to complete it and I have a what I would call a work in progress for my purpose statement. I'll read it to you now. It's my purpose is to create meaningful experiences for myself and others by honoring my values. It's amazing to hear that just from last week to this week, you've been able to go from, I'm not sure of what my purpose is, to having a statement that you're attached to and that you can say confidently. I can hear it in, in your voice that this is something that you've really taken to heart to work out just what is your purpose. The last step to the activity is to take your purpose statement and test it. How does what you've written connect to your goal of what you talked about last week with the 52 fears? I would say that it connects really well because the 52 fears project is really all about having experiences and seeing what kind of possibilities or doors open up on the other side of fear. And something else that you mentioned too in your purpose statement is to create meaningful experiences for you and for others. When we talked last week, that's what you said. You wanted to do this project for you and for others. I get the impression that this is deeper for you. It seems to be different to what you've perhaps ever done before. It definitely is. I would say that, well, I'm an engineer by trade. That's what I went to school for. And when I got out of school and started my first job, I realized that even though I had passion for engineering, what I was doing wasn't really fulfilling me. This, on the other hand, is something that both ignites my passion, feels fulfilling, and I'm able to impact others in the world in a positive way. It takes courage to leave an industry that you trained for over four years to be in and do something that is completely different and to some I imagine unexpected. What are some other ways that you can experiment with your life purpose statement to put it to the test? I would say that if I were to share it with others around me, my close family, and have them give me feedback based on how they know me, that would be a good place to start. Something else I could do, I just thought of, is taking this statement into the mountains. Because that's the place that I feel like I find the most peace. And have that opportunity with a clear mind to just review what I have written and ponder how well it aligns with my life. Sounds like the mountains are where you get that connection with something greater than yourself. Absolutely. I would say that 
my experience of being in the mountains is that it's where I am most able to connect with God. I'm learning that something you also value is spirituality in your relationship with God. I definitely do. Out of the two options that you've shared with me of ways to test your life purpose statement, what would you like to do first? I think the easiest one to do first would be to go into the mountains. It is currently hunting season. and I've already gone out a couple of times and I plan to go out again soon. So it would be easy to take this along with me on the next trip. And when I have some downtime, go through what I said. You have stated some great follow-up steps to take in terms of strengthening your life purpose statement. For our time today, what would you like to focus on to keep you moving forward toward your goals? Something that I've been thinking about recently that I know is going to help me with my 52 Fears project is having a more structured morning routine. What does a typical morning routine look like for you? Typically, I get up about 7 to 7.30 when my dogs are asking to go out. Then I prepare breakfast for them and breakfast for the family. And I always have a list or at least an idea of the things that I need to get done that day. But since it's not really structured, I easily start doing other things or just don't really get to the more meaningful things when I need to. Sometimes not having a routine is a routine in and of itself. How long have you found yourself in this pattern? Well, back when I was still at my nine to five type full-time job, I was kind of forced to have a bit more of a structured routine. I wouldn't call it a good one, but I did have one. And since I've been working for myself from home, I would say that I've taken a little bit too much advantage of the free time that I have. When did you switch from being employed to self-employed? It was about six months ago. What do you find most frustrating about your current routine? I think the most frustrating part is just being at the start of the day and just not feeling like I'm being purposeful with the time that I have. And it kind of almost seems to throw the rest of the day off. Something that is connected to our morning routine is the nightly routine. What does your nightly routine look like? I would say that most of the time I stay up a bit later than I really ought to, either watching shows on Netflix or finishing up some project that needed to be done that day. Sounds like you're experiencing some nighttime procrastination and that is where you don't get time to relax in the day or time to yourself or do something to unwind, such as why many people watch TV shows and stay up later because they don't get that chance in the daytime. That sounds very accurate, yeah. Now you've expressed and shared more about your nightly routine and your morning routine, what would you like to be different? I would like to be able to get to bed at a time that when I do get up at 7 or 7.30, that I feel refreshed and not like I still need more sleep. And then as part of my morning routine, I want to start my day by doing something spiritual, to have that be the first meaningful thing that I do in the day. Before I ask my next question about your routine, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier on about how you feel like your morning routine is not structured. What does a morning that is structured 
look like to you? I would say that it looks like having a list of activities that I do every morning that just set me up to have a successful day. And then just going through each one, not just to tick the boxes, but doing them because they are meaningful to me. So it's not about having things scheduled on the calendar as such. It's more about your daily foundation that sets you up for success. Yes. And what do you want to do as part of that routine? I would like to do something spiritual, something physical, and some form of self-development. To be more specific on those, the spiritual things are going to be praying every morning and also reading the Word of God. Then the physical things are going to be getting exercise, like taking the dogs out, and also just getting myself ready for the day. Something that I've noticed is that most of the jobs that I've had are ones where I'm doing some kind of physical labor. So I'm not dressed up nice. I'm just throwing on some clothes to go and do whatever I got to do. But recently I've noticed that when I take the time to clean up and present myself in a way that is professional, I just feel so much better. So I want that to be a part of it. Sounds like that ties into the confidence that you are looking to develop. In the past, you haven't had this need to put on a posh shirt or something like that. Whereas now I'm hearing that when you choose to show up for you, that increases your confidence. Yes, it definitely does. The self-development part is going to be a variety of things like reading a chapter of a book or listening to a podcast, really just anything that is going to stimulate my mind and really help me jumpstart my day. Based on the activities that you've shared with me, I'm sensing that you really want to take control and invigorate the heart and the mind and the body. You want to do activities that really set your day off on a, a positive note rather than let the day take charge. To be able to create the morning routine that you're looking for, you mentioned that you wanted to wake up feeling refreshed. And that starts with your nightly routine. Based on what you've shared with me so far, what changes would you like to make to your nightly routine to be able to wake up feeling the way you want to? Well, since I know that I always get up at about 7 or 7.30, I need to make sure I'm getting to bed every night about the same time so that I'm getting enough sleep. And how many hours do you personally need to be able to get enough sleep? Well, I have noticed that I can function fairly well on six hours, but I definitely feel a lot better throughout the day if I get at least eight. So I need to be in bed about 1030 so that I can hopefully be asleep by 11. To make that happen, what other factors do you need to take into consideration? Well, I know that I enjoy having that time to kind of wind down from the day before bed. So if I schedule myself an hour, so from 9.30, to be that relaxing time, then I'll still feel like I'm getting that even without staying up late. It seems like then you're keeping a very similar schedule. You're just changing the time that you go to bed and how much time you spend on relaxing before that time. Now let's bring it all together. Starting from your relaxation time, to your morning routine, 
Walk me through the plan. So 9.30, I will stop whatever it is that I'm working on and start using that time just to relax, whether that's watching a show or maybe reading a book again, something of the sort. Then I will go to bed at 10.30 so that I can be asleep by 11, be able to be refreshed when I wake up to take the dogs out at 7 to 7.30. After that, I will make myself breakfast. I will feed the dogs and then start my spiritual, physical, self-development routine. I'll have about an hour and 15 minutes, so I'll dedicate 15 minutes to self-development, 15 minutes to spiritual things, and then 45 minutes to getting ready for the day. Then at 9, I will start my typical work activities. Listening to the changes that you want to make both in the evening and in the morning, on a scale of 1 to 10, how committed are you seeing this through? I would say that I am at a nine. I really see the importance that this is going to make in my life. When would you like to implement the new routine that you've created today? I want to start tonight. As 9.30 is only a few hours away, really, what do you need to do in that time to prepare yourself for any physical resistance from the old routine that you might experience? Well, my body is currently used to snacking late at night and just staying up. So I need to make sure that I'm doing things that are actually relaxing instead of waking my body up. And in contrast to those habits that you've had in the past, what can you do to start with that is more relaxing? Well, I need to work on changing my body's routine. So if I'm hungry... I need to work out if I'm actually hungry or if I'm just bored and wanting to eat something for fun. But also allowing myself to have light snacks or drink water if I need the hydration. I don't want to cut it out completely. Then also things like listening to music rather than watching TV the whole time will certainly help me to feel more relaxed when it does come time for bed. You've shared with me a plan of what you'd like to do in terms of addressing that potential physical change that you will experience. What internal resistance might come up for you as you are looking to make these changes? I think I need to cultivate a sort of mental discipline so that when I'm in situations where I want to keep watching a show or I want to keep working on the project I have going, that I remind myself of my morning routine goals and how that's going to impact my next day and be able to trade the instant gratification for the long-term success that the morning routine will bring. In terms of developing that mental discipline, what types of phrases can you imagine yourself saying to yourself to achieve that? a good question. I would say that phrases like, this will still be here tomorrow, or this isn't as important as making tomorrow the most successful that it can be, would certainly be effective. Sometimes it's useful to tap into our value system when we are making changes. Complete the following sentence or fill in the gaps. (laughs) So because I value... I commit to. 
because I value my time, I commit to following through on my nightly and morning routine. Listening to the things that you've shared with me so far, especially the phrases that you just came up with, it really shows that you want to make these changes for a bigger purpose than just the day itself. Especially when you said that you want to remind yourself to give up something in the moment for something more long term. Hearing me reflect that back to you, what are you learning about yourself? I would say that I'm learning that I have a real desire to live life more on purpose. I think there's been many times throughout my life where I've just sort of drifted. But this is a change to, as I've said before in the previous session, taking the driver's seat. Imagine three months from now, you have been working on your nightly routine and your morning routine, and you have accomplished it. You've achieved it. Take me to that place and describe how you have changed. I would say that after three months, I will feel more productive with my time and that I'm taking needed time for my own development. And that goes beyond just the self-development that I was talking about. But all of that together is just going to help me feel better and more confident in everything I do. And where will you be in terms of your 52 Fears project? I will be in a place where I am being intentional about having an overcoming fear experience every week and making sure that the podcast is going out steadily every week. We've talked about developing self-confidence and trusting your own choices. We've talked about being intentional with how you manage your time and the things that you dedicate your energy to. I'm curious, in terms of internal resistance that you might face with anything that you've mentioned so far, from your routines to the 52 Fears project, what is it that you truly need to let go of to embrace who you want to become? Let me think for a minute. I think ironically, it's actually fear. More specifically, a fear of what people might think about this project or it not being accepted or just people not understanding the breadth of what I'm trying to accomplish here. And so I guess I would need to learn to let go of that fear and recognize that it's okay if people don't really grasp it. But even if I only am able to inspire one person, then it was worth it. And even if this whole thing is just for me to be able to become a different person than I have been, that also would mean that this whole thing is a success. I imagine in your mind, it's similar to that very first fear that you overcame, which is the skydive. And when you were free falling, you had that moment of clarity, of peace, of joy, and nothing else mattered other than being present and enjoying the experience of letting go. And when I asked you to let go of resistance and to let go of what it is that you need to let go of to move forward, 
you started to become really vulnerable and the tone of your voice had a level of rawness to it. Because I think it's sinking in that this is something that you genuinely care about. It's something that you want to take and make an impact in the world. And like you said, live on purpose. And letting go of that fear, growing through that fear, changing the definition of fear leads to confidence, leads to trust. And it's amazing to see how something like a morning routine <laughs> can impact that bigger picture, the richer possibility of doing a project like the 52 Fears to become who you want to be. Sounds like you know me better than I know myself. What else would you like to address in terms of planning your routine changes? In all honesty, I think we've pretty well covered it. I think that I've got clear steps to take and I'm committed. I want to do this. To summarize then, I would like to invite you to tell me what those clear steps are. I am going to focus on strengthening my life purpose and also implementing the changes I've made to my nightly and morning routine. Who do you have close to you that can help you remain accountable to the changes that you want to make? My wife definitely is always ready and willing to help me implement the changes that I want to make. She definitely will help me stay accountable. To close our time together, how would you describe your energy toward making the new routines that you described today? Oh, it's pretty high. I definitely am committed to making this happen. And I really want to see exactly what impact is going to have on my day. Thank you, Fred. Just remember, not only are you accountable to yourself and your wife, you're also accountable to our listeners. They, I imagine, <laughs> are going to be looking forward to seeing how your new routines play out next week when we meet. I won't disappoint, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Fred. Thank you to everybody who has listened to this episode and the second session of six that I will be demonstrating by coaching Fred. Something that I want to share in closing for the episode is that after I coach, I tend to spend some time reflecting on my own skills. Something that I really appreciate about coaching is that some of you could listen, especially seasoned coaches, and think, oh, I would have gone this direction, or I would have asked that question here, or he said this, that's key to that. Let's make a note of it and go back at a different time. And so I spent some time reflecting on what I did well, areas that I want to address next time if I haven't already, and other things that I might want to, to do in terms of my own skills to develop self-evaluation and self-reflection. Come up with three to five questions you could use to evaluate your own success and skills at the end of your sessions. As the Brits would say, Keep calm and carry on. As the coaching Brit would say, keep coaching and carry on. Until next time. <laughs>